Les's League. Welcome back to Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. Let's get straight into these Friday games where the Knights v the Dolphins to kick us off. Uh, five tries between the wingers, Tessie New and Jermaine Asako lift for the Dolphins to a 36-20 victory over the Knights on Friday evening, which saw them become just the first, uh, the third, sorry, expansion team to win their opening three games. Nice little stat there from NRL.com. And that is absolutely insane that the Dolphins have had this strong of a start going into this year as well. Uh, definitely wouldn't have picked it for me. Uh, you know, a lot of the experts picked the wooden spoon for the Dolphins. The fact that they're 3-0 and going into this year is fucking unbelievable. Uh, so credit to the Dolphins. That had a really strong game. Um, we'll talk about the Felice Cafusi sin bin first. I think that was a bit silly. Um, obviously, we've talked about this a few weeks ago. I believe it was with Wade Graham uh, on Davey Mawali. There is a thing called whiplash, guys, when obviously uh, two objects collide. Uh, obviously, in this case, two players. Um, obviously, Felice Cafusi hit Jackson Hastings. Um, he hit him square in the chest or just above that sort of chest area. Uh, through whiplash, his body would have raised up. Uh, obviously, Jackson Hastings' chin would have come downwards uh, through the whiplash, through the contact, because obviously he stopped dead in his tracks. Uh, his head's come forward, uh, and probably uh, Felice Cafusi's shoulder has come up and probably just clipped him on the chin a little bit uh, through whiplash, because obviously Jackson Hastings' head has come down, and then Jackson Hastings' head would have whipped back, obviously, um, from the whiplash, um, obviously, when he was going and moving backwards. So, obviously, it looks a lot worse than it was for me. Uh, the whiplash definitely made it look a lot worse. Uh, and the fact that he's getting three weeks for that, I think, is absolutely ridiculous. He definitely doesn't deserve three weeks. But, look, we also said this about the Wade Graham one. I think because of the NRL are so um, hyper-focused on head knocks, and rightly so, because they are, uh, you know, a massive part of our games in terms of injuries, getting players out for long periods of time. So you'll just look at uh, Luke Keary and um, Kalen Ponga just recently as well, uh, out for long periods of time. Uh, Hame Sele on the weekend, who we'll get to in a second, got knocked out as well. Um, but they're so hyper-focused on these head knocks. Um, and, you know, that they don't really... I'm sure they understand, but, you know, they're so hyper-focused on these head knocks that it's almost like they have to take Felice Kafusi off, you know, to set an example and to try and get players uh, to stop. It's not that the players are doing it intentionally as well. It's 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 whiplash. It's whiplash. That player's head, who is being hit, is coming down due to the contact, due to being stopped in their tracks. It's swinging forward. Uh, and, yeah, it might make a little contact with the player's shoulder who's tackling because, obviously, it does come down... Uh, quite quickly forward before flashing backwards and it makes it look like the player is getting hit directly in the head when in fact uh, he's probably getting hit in the chest or just above that chest area so look it's really it really is hard to tell and I mean uh, it's fair enough that obviously you know he got done for that one he got sent and him being sent for me is the part that's a bit ridiculous I think he should been should have been binned I get it on report for Felice Cafusi I think it on report is fair enough but for him to be um, sent to the bin uh, for 10 minutes for that I think was a bit much uh, and then obviously to go further than that and, and suspend him for three weeks, I think is a bit much as well, particularly when we just talked about the effects of whiplash and how that made the tackle look a lot worse than it was. Uh, but yeah, you look, I mean, you're looking at it from the NRL's perspective here. They are trying to crack down on these head knocks. And I mean, um, 
yeah, I think it is sometimes a little bit difficult to tell. Um, so, I mean, fair enough. He's going to miss the next three weeks regardless. Um, yeah, but it will be very interesting to see if he challenges the decision uh, in the judiciary over the next few days. But look, we'll talk about the game a bit more as well. I think the second main point we sort of have to go through here when looking at this game is that the Knights, they had three deputants on the bench uh, and a total um, experience on the bench of only 18 games. Uh, 18 games for four players on the bench. That's the total number of first grade game experience on the bench there. Uh, and they had two backs on the bench as well. One being a center uh, and then one obviously being in the number 14, who is a halfback. So, um, yeah, look, a very, very interesting tactic by the Newcastle Knights. They are struggling for depth a little bit over there. Um, obviously, with Braley out, obviously had to chuck Crossland at nine. They don't really have many nines to back up um, Jaden Braley anymore. They got rid of Chris Randall, which I still think is a bit ridiculous. They got uh, Greg Marju, which was great. I think they could have waited another year for him. Um and not trade him, you know, I think it's a bit ridiculous that they got rid of one of their only nines to back up um, Jaden Braley, particularly one that's quite experienced, had a pretty much a full year in first grade last year. I think that was pretty dumb, and I think we're seeing the effects of that now. Um, and then obviously having Kalen Ponger as well, out as well. I thought Tyson Gamble did okay, obviously not good enough um, for the Knights to get the win in this one. There were some good glimpses from Gamble, obviously, with the tries that the Knights scored in this game. Yeah, but again, just not good enough from, from the Newcastle Knights. And it just shows you how dominant the, the, the Dolphins are um, and have been over the past few weeks as well. The Dolphins having a really good crack in first grade. Um, and yeah, look, a very, very big game for the Dolphins in this one to go 3-0 and going into next week. But let's talk about the actual game. The Dolphins, they controlled um, much of the first 40 minutes for me. Uh, obviously had the lead 16-12 at the break. But Lockie Miller, I mean, he was outstanding in that game. And... and he could have almost got, got the Knights that winning that one. Obviously, very, very close um, in the second half. Uh, yeah, Lockie Ilias, he was fucking unbelievable. Two tries in that game as well. Uh, and it was just everywhere on the park. Absolutely everywhere. I thought in a losing side, he was absolutely fantastic. Uh, after the Dolphins fought back to lead 26-18 with 11 minutes to play, following the Knights hitting the front early in the second half, Newcastle centre Bradman Best blew a golden chance to put his side back into the game when he dropped a potential try over the line. And minutes after, uh, Asako quickly double-ended any debate around the result. I mean, that was a pretty big moment in the game there. Bradman Best knock on. Um, I am still waiting for him to have a big game. I feel like he's got a big game in him, Bradman Best. I think that him and Kalen Ponga can really make a good combination depending on the combinations they go for next week and obviously who's on what edge. Very very keen to see if they make any changes going into their next game, the the Knights. Um but look, yeah, Lockie Miller, he had a stunning performance. Obviously, just wasn't enough. Uh, Dolphins looked good across the park. I thought Sean O'Sullivan was fantastic. Had some really big moments in that game. Looked really, really dangerous. And he has been over the past few weeks as well. Some really, really good footy played by Sean O'Sullivan uh, and Isaiah Katoa as well. Um, I thought Cody Nicarima out of dummy half was quite dangerous as well. Uh, look, I had, I had my doubts, obviously, uh, looking back at last year. But, yeah, Cody Nicarima looks fantastic. I think under Wayne Bennett, he's going to do some great things, potentially a 14 over the next few weeks, depending on uh, what Wayne thought of that performance. But I thought, I thought that um, Cody did look quite dangerous. 
Felice Cafusi played in the front row as well to start the game, which I thought was pretty interesting. I thought he looked good there in the middle. I thought his defense was solid. Uh, obviously, the sin bin, we talked about that already. But other than that, I thought that he was quite good there in the middle and then obviously moved back to, back onto the edge later in the game. Uh, but I thought he was quite good there in the middle for the Dolphins. Um, can the Dolphins keep the streak going is the big question. I think that that's going to be on everyone's minds going into the next few weeks. Can the Dolphins keep the streak going? They've got the Broncos and the Dragons over the next two weeks. I think the Broncos is going to be a pretty big test for them. Uh, but St. George, I think they can definitely win that game. It's St. George home. And obviously, uh, the Dragons had a strong start against the Broncos the other night. Um, I think it'll be very, very interesting to see how that game goes. Um, oh, I think the Dolphins will definitely win that one. Uh, and as for against the Broncos, I think they're very capable of winning that game as well, just depending on how much of the front foot they get on. Um, but look, it could be a win by the Broncos as well. So I think the Dolphins can win maybe one out of the next two games. Um, but yeah, look, it'd be very interesting to see. We could see the Dolphins, you know, be that team uh, that's 5-0 at by round six. I mean, that is absolutely crazy to think about. But look, very keen to see how the Dolphins go over the next few weeks. I think it's going to hurt them not having Felice Cafusi. Uh, obviously, he'll be out with a suspension for the next three games. Again, I don't really like that call at all. And we talked about the effects of whiplash. Um, but yeah, look, it's going to hurt them. That's obviously what, what's happened's happened now. Uh, it's going to hurt them going over the next few weeks. We'll have to see how they go. As for the next game, the Roosters v. the Rabbitohs. Now, I was lucky enough to go to this game, and it was a fucking outstanding atmosphere. I mean, from the halftime show to the game itself, which was an absolute dogfight and a shitslinger in some cases. Um, but look, I mean, overall, it was pretty fucking good. It was a pretty good game. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Roosters, it was a really gutsy way to get the win at the back end of that one. Momentum was sort of changing throughout. I mean, South definitely had the momentum in some stages. The Roosters had some momentum in some stages as well. I think what let both teams down, and the reason that it was so close wasn't just because it was a dogfight, but it was because there were so many errors. There were so many stoppages. Obviously, the fight at the end, uh, I think Cody's um, ability to keep his head um, has been tested again. Obviously, having a few moments in that game where, you know, if he did keep his composure, if he did keep his head, uh, maybe South Sydney would have been a little bit more dom dominant. Um, Latrell had a few errors in that game, and I think he went for the wrong option at the back end of that game as well. He had a pretty he had a lot of space to hit that 40-meter field goal, which we've seen him hit in the past. Uh, didn't have the confidence there. Obviously, made a few errors beforehand and then went down the right-hand side. Didn't work out, and was forced to sort of just boot it and put everything into it from about the 30 on the right-hand side of the field. Shit angle, didn't the kick didn't go in. It sort of, uh, you know, went straight past the face of the goalpost and, and, and missed the post completely. Um, yeah, look, I mean, and I think that's another thing that South Sydney got wrong the other night as well. Just some decision-making. I thought Ilias looked quite good, but he didn't even get much of the ball. And, and I mean... We're sort of going back into the themes of last year where Ilias was the quiet one and Cody was the, you know, the rampant one. Uh, but yeah, look, Cody had some pretty big opportunities in that game going down that left-hand side with the troll. Uh, and they both had a handful of errors, which really cost the Rabbitohs, in my opinion. It really did. Um, yeah, I think it's another team here. We were talking about it with Parramatta uh, in the last preview. But, you know, victims of their own discipline here, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, for me, um, and I think it really did let them down. And, and same as the Roosters. I mean, Luke Keary had a, had a bunch of errors. It's just the guys that want the ball in their hands and obviously not executing. 
Um, I mean, I think Sam Walker, we were talking about him keeping his head a little bit, you know, not going for the big play all the time. I think I saw glimpses where he wasn't going for the big play all the time. He definitely kept his head, kept his composure. I think also, you know, to contribute to that was that Luke Heary was getting a lot more of the ball as well, which was quite interesting. Uh, but Sam Walker, I thought he was much more composed. And when he did throw that long ball to Tupo, it was actually on. Uh, you know, South's defense was all over him by the end of that play. But, you know, it was on. And he did go for it when it was on, which was great to see. Not throwing it when it wasn't on. Um, but, yeah, look, I think if there's anything to take away here for the Roosters, it was that Sam Walker was much more composed, which I really liked that. You know, the dynamic between him and... And Luke Keary having a composed Sam Walker and a ramp at Luke Keary was very, very interesting. Um, you know, earlier South Sydney had raced out to a 10-0 lead after 15 minutes and pretty much dominated the opening proceedings. Um, it was pretty much a masterclass in the interchange management of Trent Robinson for me. Um, you know, having Brandon Smith and Jared Maria Hargreaves coming off the bench, I think it was a pretty... Pretty big masterstroke there from Trent Robinson. And obviously going into this game, I was doubting how the interchanges were going to be used uh, from Trent Robinson. Obviously having Hutcho and Turpin on the bench. They moved um, Turpin to start at nine. Brandon Smith came onto the bench. Uh, pretty much came on as a middle forward and then transitioned into nine, which I actually really liked that dynamic. And I think it's a dynamic they could definitely use over the next few weeks. Next week they have the bye, but over the next few weeks in round five, six, seven, etc. I think it would be a really interesting dynamic to explore, having Turpin starting at hooker and then obviously bringing on Brandon Smith in the middle forwards and then moving him into the nine uh, at the back end of games. Um, still, I thought Jared Maria Hargraves only playing 37 minutes. Yes, only coming back from a back, I think it was a back injury or a hip injury or something like that, uh, that he was out for for the first few rounds. Um, but he only just came back playing 37 minutes. I think it's a pretty impressive knock considering he did come back from injury, but looking for him to play more minutes um, going into the next few weeks, Jared Maria Hargraves. Um, yeah, Jackson Paula had a fucking masterclass in this game as well, coming back against his old team, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, uh, and having a really good game, scoring two tries, getting heavily involved. He nearly scored more than two, to be honest. There was plenty of opportunities down that right-hand side for him. Um, I think he really pounced on most of his opportunities, and I think I was pretty impressed. I think at the start of the game, obviously, South were defending him quite well. It was impossible for him to get over the line. But once he did, he scored a, a few really good tries and, um, you know, made Manu look very, very, very dangerous. Uh, even Manu, geez, I thought that he was quite ordinary. And now I know that he's obviously had a few um, knocks where, you know, um, obviously that facial injury that he had uh, in the preseason just coming back for his second week. Uh, I think he's re-injured his eye as well. It looked to be quite swollen at the back end of the game. Um, but yeah, look, I thought that he was quite ordinary. I think it's going to take him a few weeks to sort of get back into his form as well. Um, but yeah, look, um, it was very, very interesting. A very interesting game. Now, we definitely got to talk about Hamasele here, obviously getting knocked out at the start of that game. Uh, in the first, like, 15 seconds, it was, like, a few runs from South Sydney, and all of a sudden, uh, Radley comes out of the line, as he does, puts a big hit on Hame Sele. I was quite surprised, obviously, considering the previous game where Felice Kafusi got sent for the whiplash. I was very surprised that Radley didn't get sent. It was pretty clear contact with the head there. Um, so clear that, obviously, Hame Sele was knocked out. Now, it was, I think, Radley's hit um, and Felice Cavusi's hit was quite different, obviously, because 
Radley actually did make contact with the head and obviously, um, you know, not dogging Radley, Hamo Silly did go down a bit lower um, and, and sort of tried to spin into the tackle a little bit, but um, was pretty unfortunate the way that tackle ended. Hamo Silly knocked himself out, was out for about 15 seconds as well. 15 seconds, that is fucking outrageous. Uh, and then obviously he was lucky to get back up there, which is pretty good signs. Uh, but obviously with the new concussion protocols, he'll be the first guy to sit out for the 11 mandatory days, which means he's going to miss another two games. And it was his first game um, back from injury. I had big, big wraps on him, especially um, with the with the bench they had. Um, the bench forwards they had um, were fucking unbelievable. They had him, Davey Mawali, and Shakai Mitchell, which is a pretty solid forward rotation off the bench there. Um, but, yeah, pretty unfortunate that he only got to play about 15 seconds in that game. Um, yeah, super unfortunate. He's going to miss out over the next few weeks. Obviously, with the new rules, if you do get knocked out, if there's no signs of movement or if there's obvious, um, you, know, you know, if you get up and you, you're sort of a bit wobbly, uh, you're automatically ruled out of the game. Uh, and we saw that in effect with the Hamasele tackle. Obviously, he got knocked out. So, yeah, he'll be out for 11 days, which is going to really hurt South Sydney, in my opinion, especially with their rotation off the bench. I'll tell you what, though, with how heated the game was, it didn't take long for South to sort of um, settle in to the rhythm of the game. And by the time the clock hit 13 minutes, they were up 10-0. So, I mean, it was a pretty strong effort to start there. Obviously, from tries from Kemal Kalamatangi and Alex Johnston. South, for me, they looked to be on a pretty big roll, and I thought they were going to win that game after those two tries, to be honest. I thought they were going to get on a big 60-8 to roll. Not as big as the 60-8, to but they were going to get on one of those type of rolls in this game. It definitely looked like that. Um... Look, but Brandon Smith's try, I mean, out of dummy half, was a pretty fucking outstanding try. Really made the South defense shit the bed, which we don't normally see from the South defense. I think that was a big game changer. It gave the Roosters a lot of confidence. Um, and then, obviously, the, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they did lead at the break through a pretty, you know, average sort of penalty, which sort of the troll um, convert, the, uh, convert the, the penalty goal. And, obviously, the halftime break, it was 12-0. But, you know, after the break... Polo scores a try, and the Roosters are just back in the swing of things. I sort of said to some of my mates who were there as well that um, it was going to be like that. I think the Roosters were going to come out in the second half. It just felt like one of those games, and they definitely came out strong in that second half. Um, you know, if we're talking anything positive about South Sydney here, one was their defence. Uh, all players had a tackle efficiency that played. Obviously, we're not count- counting Ham SLA. All players... Um, had a tackle efficiency over 75% um, and averaged around 90% tackle efficiency there, which was absolutely insane. Um, so credit the South defense there for most of that game. It was pretty on point. Uh, and Campbell Graham, his efforts, um, his effort levels are insane. I would not be surprised. Look, if we get a Tom Trevojevic injury or if there's, if a space opens up on the wing, um, I think that Campbell Graham can snag a spot here. You know, if they don't pick Ado Carr again um, or if they don't pick Suwali'i, which could be a pretty interesting battle there for the wing spot for State of Origin for New South Wales, I think Campbell Graham can definitely snag himself a spot because oh, there was a few glimpses in that game, not only in defence but in attack, in attack as well, where you just saw an Origin player an origin caliber player, Campbell Graham. I think that he's so underrated in this game. 
I think that he can definitely snag a spot uh, in the Origin squad or even in the starting team on the wing there. Um, he was outstanding for me, absolutely outstanding. Uh, but yeah, look, it was a very, very tight game. Roosters were very, very lucky to sort of scrape the win at the end. And obviously, um, Latrell Mitchell was making a, a few poor decisions uh, at the back end of the game, which sort of cost South Sydney. One of those being obviously not going for the 40-meter field goal uh, when he was right in the middle of the field. He got the ball. He was in a good spot. He had a lot of space. Didn't go for it, which pretty much cost South Sydney the game for me. So, um, you know, not bagging Latrell. You know, he had some pretty decent moments in this game as well. But, you know, errors from him, errors from Cody, um, just errors in general from both teams was something that kept it tight. Uh, and yeah, as I said, Roost is very lucky to scrap the win by about two points there. Now, if you love rugby league, I know that you're going to love Oztag now. If you love Oztag, if you love going to the beach in the summer, which I think we all do uh, during the summertime, going to the beach and playing some beach footy now, that gets upgraded. You can play some beach Oztag through Evo Sports. Go to Evo Sports' website. You can grab tags for 10% off. 10% off with the code BIGLES10. Make sure you go and you get yourself some tags before it is too late before the summer ends the summer's not done yet ladies and gentlemen and there's plenty of sun out in that beautiful sky at the moment so make sure you go and you get yourself some evo sports tags asap evosports.com get yourself some sports tags get the oz tags you get a full kit guys a full kit which includes oz tags it includes cones um, and it includes the belts themselves as well. It also includes a beach football, waterproof football. So in case you kick it in the water, in case your mate is a nutcase and he kicks it in the water, it's going to be okay because it is a waterproof football. Make sure you go and get that kit. 10% off it is almost robbery. Go to evosportsco.com.au.